Happy morning, folks. Let's go. Are we live? Of course, I'm live. Same ish, different day. People deluded, I'm back again. I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone's enjoying their start to the week. It's Monday. Now, for me, because of you guys, I can't lie. Mondays is a pleasure, people. So I appreciate you lot for supporting not just me on Twitch. One love to the Twitch gang, but also YouTube. But obviously, it's Monday, isn't it? So first things first, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone's got their health. And I'd love to extend that to your loved ones, of course. Let's attack the week and move that much closer to our goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations. Definitely, Arsenal players, if you're listening, can we get a victory on Thursday? Because as we know, the race for the top four is heating up and then thing there. You know, we're going to get over it, but we saw a fantastic result. Credit where it's you. I, I, I don't know what, you know, big up THFC Trey. I don't know why timing is everything. I was just about to say... Credit where you Spurs pulled off a madness. I told you lot they were going to beat City. I would have loved to have been wrong. United versus Leeds was filled with drama. United grabbed three points. West Ham United, obviously, in the top four race. Bitter pill to swallow. We saw Wolves against Leicester. We saw Liverpool come back from behind and acrobatics from Mane. We saw a madness in the Premier League. I think it was a good week in the Prem. Obviously, we've got a couple of things and bits and pieces to talk about prior. You know, obviously, I'm sure you will watch the Amir Khan fight versus Kel Brook. But unfortunately, you're seeing images and things circulate in relation to Phil Foden, you know, in short. His mum getting attacked, really. His mum starts it, but no excuse to put your hands on a lady. No excuse to, to just do what they're doing. It's just unnecessary antics. It's just pussy old movements and things. So we'll go over that. Abamian bagged a hat trick and things like that. So it is what it is. I hope everyone's doing well and safe. On the topic of the, the mad thing with Phil Folden, actually forgot to send myself. And first things first, you know, as I said, we can't take life for granted. RIP Jamal Edwards, man, a serious, serious serious pioneer man and to lose your life at 31 years of age i know it sounds cliche but we can't take life for granted people no matter who we are no matter how much we earn no matter who we are in terms of class we've all got an expiry date and we all got to go six feet under one day unfortunately some people have to meet their makeup sooner rather than later but we really have to continue life and and you know try and hit goals and just have no regrets and just be a nice person because you never know man you never know for me with Jamal Edwards and just people in general, because you don't have to be doing what Jamal's done, which he's done great things and had a legacy. Give people their flowers before they're gone, man. Like, you never know, man. You know, it's quite, it's, 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 it's upsetting, really and truly. It's upsetting, really and truly. So, yeah, man, RIP him each and every time. He did get a hat trick because Pedri's goals awarded to him. So he's been handed his hat trick. But yeah, RIP Jamal Edwards. Tarns, more EU, B. Josh, appreciative to all of you lot locked in, man. Uh, Ak as well. Again, don't feel any left out anyway. VTC, again, we've got the Bermudans in the building. CFC's finest, man, like ZG. Haven't caught you in a sec. Hope you're doing well. Why haven't you? Where you been? What's going on now? I'm playing, man. Appreciate you. I'm sure you're vexed at Lukaku. Obviously, I see Lukaku had about seven touches and just continues to just frustrate um, Chelsea fans. Kel, Kel, I can't say your name. That's an excellent name. But Kels, shout out to you as well. Happy Monday to everyone, man. P, hey, where's P Map been? You've been gone for a minute. I see you just subscribed again. Appreciate you. RP Jamal each and every time. It is what it is. One second, people. It's not just me. I know I'm a sexy guy, but this room is actually getting mad. You know, <laughs> the fan has to come in. So it is what it is, man. I hope everyone's doing well and safe. Like I said, I can't lie. The room's hot. 
it's also cold. You can hear the wind. The wind's kept me up all night. All I can is. Quite jarring, really and truly. Buki hat trick, but we got agendas to run, man. You know, Avamian loves playing at the Mastaya and things like that. And he said as much. I'm here for it, man. We've got agendas to run. Unfortunately, let's start with pardon my language, the fuckery first, man. Let's 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 start with the fuckery in it because my mood always goes. So obviously, as you've all seen or you've all heard, Phil Folden's got into a bit of a madness. You know, again, people are cowards, they always try it with. You know, I don't know why people just think they can try a thing all the time, really and truly. Um, but yeah, if you ain't seen it, you know, I would say shock warning and whatnot. Here we go. Oh shit, sir. Sorry, folks. Yo, yo, yo. Turn it down a bit. But this is the incident in question. That's not Phil Folden's mum, by the way. I'll just let you lot watch it without necessarily commenting. But yeah, as you can see, Phil Folden and his family, I assume, gone in the room. These guys probably had too much to drink. Pussy old movements are about to begin. That's my folder's mum. She has put her hands on him, but still, this guy's a pussy because you would not do that to man them. You would not do that. You would not do that. You would not activate so quick. To be fair, his mum's a rider, boy. Dop here, man. Look, to be fair, his mum's. She's not on no pussy or antics. There's Folden. Folden, that was half hearted still. I can't lie, man. Just puts your antics. I can't just leave the man and his family to enjoy the fight and their evening and whatnot. I ain't going to lie, though, folks. You know, it's funny how I haven't seen a headline. Phil Foden out on a night out after Manchester City suffer a defeat. The privilege is crazy. But, yeah, you can see the images yourself. This is just puts your antics from people, man. Just And they'll never try it with someone that's going to give it back. I shout to my man because he was, he was moving mad saying, way. look. Bruh. I shouldn't be making it. Eesh, imagine getting licked with the fire extinguisher. Fuck! But yeah, unneeded, unneeded, unless, 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 just as, like I said, what more can you say? Just push your antics from people. Just, you know, the less said about it, the better. Obviously, first things first, I hope Phil Folden and his family are not too shooken up and they're all right. I mean, considering your mum got punched, Folden kept it composed, boy, because I, I, I would have been moving mad. I'm sure everyone would have as well. Forget being a footballer and things. And the thing is, they always try it with people that they know are not going to do anything, you know? Why don't you try it with Gabriel or Kalajanac or Fernandinho or someone that's a bit more rough around the edges, really, you know? Like I said, the interesting thing is Phil Folden's not been criticised for going out after losing, which you've seen other footballers. But then again, he's allowed to spend his millions and buy a house. Raheem Sterling is. Human being, pussy old movements, unneeded. Um, as you lot know, his mum, as you saw, was punched in a brawl at the Amir Khan Kel Brook fight. Manchester City say they are shocked and appalled by the video of his mum being punched by a man in a backstage brawl. As you know, we just saw the clip on social media appears to show Folden being led into a room after the fight broke out between the men. They abused him and whatnot. Several punches were thrown. Apparently, City said the club is aware of the video which has circulated on social media showing Phil Folden and his family being harassed and abused, which we don't condone and we condemn for CL movements. We are shocked and appalled about the nature of abuse. Um, Long story short, and again, it is what it is, man. And again, you know, obviously, I, I understand. Do you know what? As a footballer, you probably want to feel like a normal human being, really and truly. You don't always want to move with security and things, but that is the first thought I thought. 
you know you don't want to on, on a on the best of days being a footballer must feel like your your life is segregated because obviously you can't really move so when you get opportunities just to be a normal human being and enjoy a night out I can't begrudge you, but that's the first thing I thought. You know, I didn't understand why maybe his mum's not in a separate area, why they're not in a separate area, why they're how have these two groups kind of um, come together? And obviously, when you look at you know Reese James's house, Gabriel at Arsenal, Meza Ozil, Gabriel Kalajinac, Cancelo the other day, you know, Reese James's yard. Um football, you can't put a price on 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 on. On precaution, it does make me think things like that really and truly. It's crazy, man. Cowardly. And the thing is, the guy that raised fist for it for his mom, I guarantee if that's a Don that wants to fight him, he's gonna think twice. He's not gonna activate so quick. Don that are so active to put their hands on women like that, they won't think that quick when it comes to someone else. It's crazy, man. Oh, I mean, his to be fair, Phil Folden is his mom looks like she'll beat him up, really. It's like his mom decided to ride out, but still, like it's it's absolutely brazy, you know. His mom wasn't having any of it, but still, man, like ridiculous, ridiculous. It's just disgusting, man. What can you say, really? Like, what can you say? P shout to you for subscribing via Amazon Prime as well. So it is it is what it is where that's concerned. Let's go over some other articles as well. Now we're gonna get into the we're going to get into the Premier League and things like that in terms of the games and whatnot. But as you all saw, you know, it was a 6-2 thriller between Manchester United and Leeds United where United obviously came out on top. It was a bit of poetic justice from Alanga to obviously score and shout the Leeds fans. But yeah, FA's to make a probe after he was struck with, with, with something as well. They've made nine arrests and, you know, you see these things quite frequently. Again, for footballers, take precaution, I would say. But yeah, man, they're going to deal with what they're dealing with. Your antics really and truly. We all saw Son and Kane both had good goals, good game, sorry, and they've equaled Jogba and Lampard's Premier League record as as the Spurs striker and City goal drought. And you know what a performance it was from Harry Kane, really and really and truly. It was the 36th goal that the two have combined with over Manchester City. We also Ivan Tony trolled by Alexandra Lacazette, which I should have here. Nice kick about with the boys. I mean, that's what Arsenal's been reduced to. Beef and Brentford and shit. But it is what it is. Shout out to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He scored a hat-trick. As you know, he scored two very good. Aubameyang finished the last one. The first one was also a good run as well that he made off the ball. He was credited with Pedri's goal. So it's nice to see he gets a hat-trick again against Valencia. But, you know... Scored more goals in one game than, than Eddie and Ketir and Laka at this moment in time, really. And we know Aubameyang scores goals. Former's temporary class is permanent. I want the man to do as well as he potentially can. And yeah, man, his career at Barcelona is off to a good start as he bagged a hat-trick in the 4-1 victory on Sunday against Valencia people. Again, um, Aubameyang has now become the first player in the 21st century to score a hat-trick in Liga, Bundesliga, the Premier League and La Liga. Crazy. He's also become the first player to score two hat-tricks in competitive games at the Messiah, as he also netted for us in the Europa League in 2019. So, yeah, Bamian's going to cook in that league, man. Uh, uh, Xavi said he has scored goals his entire career. He goes, he goes very well to space. He's mature. He's intelligent. I'm delighted with him. Those two subsequently changed to three will go very well for him and that will give him some confidence and obviously you know Busquets spoke about him as well he said having a Bamian on a free transfer is a gift Busquets says it mind out you know a certain former Spanish midfielder also played for Barcelona didn't make it there but might have something to say 
He's working really well. He came here needing minutes, but he's getting them. I hope he helps us like this because he's a great player and having him in the squad on a free is a gift. And obviously, Aubameyang does his thing. He said, the last time I played here, I scored a hat-trick with Arsenal. So you could say that the Messiah is like my home, which is a bit of a cocky one. From a good striker to a shit one, Lukaku... He would have been involved in the build-up to what could have been Ziyech's first goal because it was before it was ruled off. And we've been here. I hate to say I told you so, but we said last August, if someone can find my vids, I said Chelsea will look for another striker or this Lukaku thing is not going to end well. I, I got the premise around signing Lukaku. Chelsea needed goals. Whatever you say about Lukaku and all the things we could say about him, he scores goals. Now... It's the age-old thing in that you have... Let's look at Lacazette, two strikers that probably aren't the, doing the business for either team, really. You know, it certain man can score goals, like Lukaku typically does, but it's not enough. It's In the modern day, you need to do more. And there's also strikers that, because they might not score, they can overcompensate with other things. But no matter what way you flip it, you need to score goals. And I said it, Lukaku, they'll be in a scenario where they'll want to replace him. He doesn't fit them like a glove. He can score goals, but he's too service-reliant. He's too much of a moaner. He it's not that he unbalances the team, but he unbalances the team. He his link-up play ain't really the best. You know, all the song and dance about being a dramatically better player since his return from Italy. There you have. The man can score goals. The man can score 20 league goals in, in, in this competition. For whatever reason or not, it's not happening. And, you know, the very fact that Chelsea were willing to spend 90 million on this guy shows you that maybe that's where they've done poor, but also... Where we're at in terms of household strikers, there used to be a time where you could say world class, top class strikers that can do your job if you want to get top ten, get out of the prem, out of the championship, etc. There's a real struggle for goals or quality goal scorers, but to get seven just seven touches, it shows me you're not putting yourself about enough, and it just feels like Lukaku. The attitude don't match the ability, and I'm very obvious reasons. I'm wary of the word attitude. I like his mentality and things, but. It just seems like he's always moaning and he's always carrying on. And by all means, you can do that when you're actually 30. You're not worth the hassle. But the striker was anonymous at Selhurst Park. That's a difficult ground to go to, to be brutally honest with you. Um, so, yeah, he failed again, once again, to impress. He had just two touches of the ball in the first half against Crystal Palace. One of those being the first pass from kickoff. You know, that that is anonymous. There's, I'm not one of these guys. I know in the Prem you get praised for just running about. But, I mean, come on now, you know. Come on, come on now. He must have just one more touch before the people. He, he made just contact on seven occasions, people. One which was, again, kickoff. He has had the fewest touches of a Premier League player in a match since re records started being recorded, really. You know? God, I mean, as you can see here, Lukaku had just seven touches against Crystal Palace, the fewest in a Premier League single in a single Premier League game for a player with 90 plus minutes played since data was available. Brazy people, and it's not really worked out the fairy tale. We know there's been off-field antics, there's been a lot. Um, when Arks Tuchel said, I'm not sure sure if I have a good answer, I don't know what it says. It says he was obviously not involved and could not make a point today. I'm not sure if it says so much about us in general. So, you know, I think Tuchel's tried everything. He's tried to gas Lukaku, he's tried the stern warning thing, he's done a lot in it, but... Boy, and you know what? Lukaku could pick up form. Lukaku has got goals, but it just seems like more headache and Lukaku is in... Not that he's misbehaving or anything, but there's more off-field antics than just Lukaku scoring goals, really. I know there's been injuries and whatnot, but nonetheless, good news. Good news for Chelsea. 
Reese James is expected to make his long-awaited Chelsea return this week. Also on the topic of Chelsea tomorrow on Twitch is Chelsea versus Lille. We'll be doing that here. Uh, Wednesday will probably be a YouTube one. And Thursday, again, Arsenal are playing. So we can't watch Napoli versus um, Barcelona in the return leg. What else have we got here? Jorginho, I spoke about this yesterday, but he said he has dreams of playing for, for Pep Guardiola. We all know he was destined to join Man City once upon a time. But for those who weren't here when we spoke about it, I wasn't supposed to come to Chelsea. I was supposed to have arrived at another club, another English club. Then it happened as it happened and I arrived at Chelsea. So with Chelsea, everything happened very fast. When I saw their offer, I was already in London. I said, let's go. Have I ever dreamed of playing under Pep Guardiola? I have. I don't know if it will happen. But yes, he's a reference. When I was a kid, I watched his Barca win everything with Ronaldinho, Xavi and Iesta. You sure? We'll see what's going on there. But fair enough. You know, that's him. I don't know if you'll get that move to City. Uh, I, that this is not what I was going to show you, like, anyways, people. But it was nice to see Kieran Gibbs. He's talking about how he's converting half his salary into Bitcoin, and it was quite an interesting one. He kind of spoke about, look here, people. I, re I this wasn't meant to be shown. I was reading this for myself, but he spoke about mainly it's an investment because due to inflation, you can lose peas really, which you can still lose peas in Bitcoin and that. But it makes sense. Good news for Jack Wilshere, obviously. I mean, when I saw you come on the scene at 16 years of age, it shows how. Life can be very cruel. On the one, on one hand, you know, you haven't been the player you was meant to be. But I do think people in general fail to realise, you know, you still had a decent career. You've played for you've played for your country first things first. You've played at your country at tournaments. You know, you've played for both your boyhood clubs in West Ham and Arsenal, and you've you've won a trophy. Do I think that's enough? Do I think Jack Wilshere will be filled with regrets? Did I think he was meant to do a lot more? Yes, but we've got to remember, like these are small victories. Just making it as a footballer is a blessing. But he's finally got a move. So, again, it's not we can make fun of is the fact that he's gone to Denmark and all of these things. But I'm happy to see, first and foremost, now, I don't need to keep seeing the same. As much as I love you, the same interviews about Arsenal's my home and all of this is, is played out now. We've watched it in it. Like, come on now. We've seen the first one. So I'm able to. I'm happy to see you're able to play. Apparently, Roy Hodgson put in a favour. Um, do your thing. Apparently, he's not even going to be the highest paid player. So it's happy to see someone's take a chance. Happy to see you're able to go somewhere you can do a thing. So... Yeah, have a good career, man. Go and do your thing. I didn't expect to see you playing in Denmark, but it is what it is. He's only getting 5k a week, which is very humble. It's taken him nine months, but he's did it. And I know he wanted a club in January. Did it in February, but why not? Jack Wilshere has joined Danish club Aharus on a deal until the end of the season. And apparently there's an option of another one, but will reportedly not be his side's highest earner. And I mean, you know, you wouldn't. Jack Wilshere's not worth, not worth doing all of that, really. Nice picture of him and Elise here, people. And there was a a nice little video here which again shows everything i hope there's no copyright claim on this because that would be some bs oh yes we love this finish i hope you can do it all there mate well well done wilshire well well in jackie boy you know apparently he'll wear the number 10 shirt he said i'm at a point in my career where i need to get started off again after a difficult period as much as I love Jack Wilshere, you know, it's the same old shit, really. It's, it, again, like I said, I've heard this story. It's a whole injured. I need to build up fitness again. Seen it at West Ham, seen it at Bournemouth, seen it at Arsenal. Then there's a page he comes out and says, I was falling out of love with the with the club where I didn't really think I'd get football. I'm not trying to be disingenuous. I'm just saying I'm happy that we've moved on from this because it's hard to keep having the same emotion when you keep saying things. 
it, and I, I mean, he said, I'm very grateful for the opportunity AGF has offered me and I'll do everything I can to help the team move forward. I'm looking very much, I'm very much looking forward to contributing to the team. Do your thing, man. Uh, apparently, he, Jack Wilshere, is in good shape, but lacks some match fitness. Obviously, it will probably come and we look forward to seeing him in a white jersey. According to the scum, he will earn 5k a week before bonuses at his new home. Their top owner is said set to be on six and 6.7k a week, mainly. So, yeah, man, hopefully the 30 year old he could do his thing, man. And hopefully, you might not be fully match fitness, but you're able to do a thing. Um, what has he said here? I was in denial. I did a TV interview in August and was asked about getting a club. I said, Yeah, hopefully, something will come up in the next week or two. It just went on and on. I had depressive negative thoughts, which is why I'm happy that he's kicking ball again. I will lie in bed until midday, not even sleeping, just arguing with myself. What am I training for? Who am I doing this for? I was lost, which is now where it gets hard to hear people. Um, I always said when I went back to Arsenal that I would make a decision about my next step at the end of January. When you've been out the game, you never know which way it will go. But it's convinced me that my playing career isn't over. The manager is top class. I still wouldn't be training with the first team if I was bringing the standard down or couldn't keep up. I could still beat a man. These are top players. That's a sign for me that I can still do it and wanted to keep doing it. So, yeah, man, crack on. Do what you're doing, Jack Wilshere, man. Shout out to you. We've already spoken about that. Jose Mourinho allegedly was sent off people. And, you know, he, Jose Mourinho, pardon my language, was in top shithousery mood because I think this referee's dad or something was, got bagged for match fixing in Italy. And he reminded him of such people as well as doing the phone. As you can see here, he pointed at his head and appeared to make a telephone gesture towards Pireto, which is the individual in question. Jose then picked up a ball and kicked it away in frustration, which led to Jose being shown a red card. And as you can see, he's made the telephone gesture, people, which is crazy. <laughs> There's been some suggestion on social media that Jose Mourinho's telephone gesture was in reference to Calisipoli, in o which was the 06 Italian match-fixing scandal, where you can see it here. Hopefully, there's no copyright BS. So, yeah, you see it there, people. Big up Jose Mourinho. As you know, this man's father, who he said that, he, he, was, he was saying that, held the position of Italy, of the Italian vice chairman of UEFA's referee committee at the time of the scandal and was given a 42-month ban from football and a 16-month prison sentence, but he was later acquitted. The case came to light after thousands of hours of phone calls were unearthed via wiretapped phone calls. So, yeah, man, it is what it is. Shout out to Jose Mourinho and his shithousery. I can't lie, before we get into the Premier League review and whatnot, people, this was quite interesting, I felt, because Ralph Ranić admits he does not know what technical director Darren Fletcher's role is at Man United, which that's not going to pee off the fans, in it, people? But he said it's good to have him. If you don't know what the role is, how do the players? And how do anyone else? Now, you don't always have to know everybody's role in an organisation, but... You know, Ralph Rangit doesn't mix his words. Either he's brutally honest half the time where he's saying Martial didn't text me, uh, Lingard this, that, that, and the other, or he's just not reading the room. But he's admitted he's not sure what Darren Fletcher's role at Old Trafford is, but praised him for having a positive impact on the team. Um, let's scroll the way down. I can only talk about what I've experienced in the last 11 or 12 weeks. He has always been part of almost every training session in each game. Whenever I've had a question about what he thinks, because he obviously knows the players, he has known them for a long time, I could always and will always ask for his opinion. So it's good to have him in the team, which is fair play. Scroll all the way down. What his role is within the club, I don't really know, to be honest. I can only tell you what is happening in the training sessions, around the training sessions and around the games. In those areas, it's good to have him on board. Which, all right, like... <laughs> 
artificial positions, as Arsene Wenger used to say. But ah, uh, you lot do you lot do you in it? Like you lot do what makes you lot happy. So yeah, that's the first bit of this live stream. Really, it's like that's twenty nine bit yet. But yeah, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. As I said, shout out to you lot. Once again, I don't know why it's taking me up to the top. RIP Jamal Edwards once again. Buki Hattrick, but we'll take those. What else have we said? Someone nearly got their head deformed by the extinguisher. They need it, man. Hopefully it knocks some sense into them, really. Spurs so weird, completely outplayed by Wolves in Southampton, turn up for City. I mean, but to be honest with you, I could say the way Spurs play makes it kind of easier for them to beat City because obviously the smaller teams... You know, again, Burnley could be different respectfully to Wolves because they were on the front foot. These teams are low blocks. They can't break them down. Spurs have not got the personnel to really break down teams. When you're a city and you're trying to be on the front foot and you're leaving a lot of gaps and you're playing a high line, this is where Spurs come into it. Credit where do Spurs play the blinder. You know, at time, obviously, there was elements of the whole game where they're just defending. It looks like City will, will, will breach their walls and score a couple, but it wasn't that. And that's no criticism. That's it. I feel... Pep Guardiola showed an arrogance, almost a culture shock. It's like he couldn't believe that, OK, I'm playing a high line. I'm telling my fullbacks to fly forward. Spurs are capitalising on that space, but I'm not going to do anything about it. It's like that's the one time in 10 years he's been asked. I'm not going to lie. I think it was another game for City where you're like, maybe if you just had a normal number nine, something would have saved you. There was a lot of pressure where Spurs were in their own half, resolute defending and, you know, things like that. But I think the game plan, it's Spurs are going to do stuff like that versus when you play smaller teams because they're... There's a lot of space. I think they countered attacked well. Kane had a very good performance. I don't agree with some of these Spurs journalists saying it's one of the best Premier League performances ever. What's going on there? But fantastic performance. So what a time to break your duck against against uh, City. You know, Kulisevsky goal and assist. I think Bentacore sometimes overplayed at times, but Spurs have needed a player that can just re relieve pressure. I think Sessegnon did all right as well. Man to a man, all the Spurs did all right. I know Hugo Lloris bugging out for one of the goals, much like he bugged out Wolves, but I think they did all right. You know, obviously, I don't understand how the Romero penalty is given and the one in the Arsenal-Brentford game isn't. You know, two different games, two different teams, well, four different teams involved. But, boy, I don't know what's going on there, personally. But it is what it is, really and truly. You know, you could see Spurs were going to score. I, I, I told you that they're going to win. And I said Spurs would score because City were just at sixes and sevens defensively. Walker's bugging out. Cancelo's bugging out. There's there's too, too much gaps between the centre mids, you know. Kevin De Bruyne's getting into the groove, but he's doing the spam crosses. Spurs were built for it. I can't lie. You've got to give Spurs credit. That's a fan. Not just beyond the obvious, they beat in Manchester City, but that's a fantastic result. And, you know, are City going to bottle the league? Is it blown over? Because it looks like it was a farmer's league at a sec. All of a sudden, Liverpool are six points behind. They win. Things can happen really and truly. And, you know, if I was Arteta, I'd be going quite mad, as I said, you know. Again, it seems like City always lie down for Spurs, you know. Arteta and Pep didn't even want to let you get the clout. He, what, he couldn't get let you get the six points off them, man. Crazy. You know Spurs are going to, you know, that Spurs is highlight. We did the double over City. Son and Kane have overtaken Lampard and Jogba. Not really going to see silverware. I've got to do that, people. Now, obviously, the only ones not really happy this week is West Ham. Well, I'm, I'm unhappy to see other teams lose, of course. But it's West Ham because they've dropped two points. They've seen everybody advance. Things can change. You know, Spurs got a difficult game against Burnley midweek. I think they'll win, but some of their fans are shook. I'm shook of Wolves. I'll be real with you. I don't think Wolves had the best of games against Leicester per se. But, you know, Pedence a baller. But 
I'm shook for that. Don't know who West Ham have. Don't uh, and then obviously I think United are playing Atletico, so their Premier League campaign is taking a slight pause. But yeah, it is what it is. Southampton going from strength to strength. In case I forget, shout out to Tino Levermento and also Carl Walker Peters. They played very well. You know, Everton are firmly in a relegation race. Lampard is right. I don't like Everton just look a shambles. You know, they don't even get the new managerial bounce, really. So the Premier League is a brazy one. And said Lukaku. Spurs, that Kane team, they live or die by him. To be fair, though, man to a man, Romero was good. I can't lie, I can't just praise Kane. I know Kane's going to get the glory and the highlights show it, but man to a man, they played well. You know, they weathered the storm. They won their individual battles. They they had some confidence. Like, I actually think Hoiberg was good. He normally gets a lot of hate. I don't think much of him. He got nutmegged in that, but he was doing the dark hearts thing for that. Is that all on Lukaku, though, the system he's playing in two touches in one half? Is it same? It's, it's both. The system, you could tell, as we just as I've just been alluding to, the system and Lukaku is an odd match. So you could tailor to the team. But then again, would you rather the risk of the detriment of tailoring to Lukaku, which has a lot more pros, cons, sorry, than pros, or would you rather have a system that works and you could say, okay, this striker out and next one in? I just think Chelsea have a lot of frustration, frustrating players and Lukaku is one of them. Obviously, the system could change because... You know, Lukaku leopards don't or whatever don't, don't change their spots. You know what Lukaku's on. You know he's a service-reliant striker. And if he's had seven touches and two in one half, you're right. He's not being given much. But at the same time, if you're a striker, you got it. Just seems Lukaku just looks for playing games. It, it just seems like he rarely puts himself around and just tries to make things happen. It's always like he's moaning and blaming. And to be fair with you, if I was Lukaku's teammate, I'd be pissed off a lot with him, really, because. You're too shit for this Gucci attitude, if I'm respectfully with you. And for Tuchel, there's just a bag of frustrating players there. Hudson, Adoy, Ziyech, you shout to him because he's been doing his thing now. But generally, Ziyech, Hudson, Adoy, Werner, Lukaku, Havertz, you know, there's very players that a lot a lot of them frustrate. Lukaku thinking he can get away through the defensive union. I actually thought he improved a little bit. Plus, I thought Chelsea just needed a goal scorer. They did, but I don't know what's going on with him. I would take Wilshere over McTominay. McTominay, the last two games I've seen for him, how he never got sent off in the last game, I don't know, but he's just not good, man. Just not good. The man said, Ralph's asking the papers if they know what Darren Fletcher does and why he's there. Jose's still funny. such a wind-up. <laughs> oh, you've got to love Jose, man. couple Darren Fletchers in my office. We're going to win the league. There's something in the air. Liverpool smell blood. Liverpool love being the underdogs. I mean, i got love for Liverpool as a club or what you let extend, but you look, you look can be some cringy bastards at time, right? Fucking hell, man. We, uh, please allow me. There's, there's no underdogs. You lot and City are fighting and whatnot. I know in comparison to City, you're underdogs, but you lot love the Mighty Ducks thing. Nobody smell, smells the air of Liverpool. It's, you know, it's, it's almost like some weird little cult, man. Like, I'm seeing weird little songs about Jota and stuff, but Liverpool should be eyeing it up. You know, Klopp's got a, you know, Pep knows there's a target on his back, and that's why Pep probably hasn't been getting ahead of himself. Klopp, you're right, though. Klopp is relishing it. But again, the narratives can change. You know, Liverpool, are they going to win every game to, from now to the end of the season? Is City? I don't know. There's got to be a draw, at least a minimum for one of them. So we're going to see what's going to happen, really. And, you know, obviously both teams are still in everything. So it's interesting. I mean, I'd rather City win the trophy than Liverpool because I don't know no City fans. I'll be honest with you. I know Liverpool and United and Spurs. And, well, not that they ever Spurs know about winning leagues, but I know these fans. I don't know no City fans. So for me, City, 
seems like the best thing for at, at this moment in time, man. Really, really and truly for them to do stuff, man. Ralph is hilarious, straight to the point, doesn't mix words. He's moving upstairs, man. But yeah, the, the title race is blown wide open now because of that, really. You know, Premier League doing their best to show us this is not quite a farmer's league. Scrolling all the way down, let's look at the results this weekend, people. Now, I can't lie, every game had entertainment and there was some shockers, really. I would say, do you know what? The most shocking result of mine, I wouldn't say Spurs winning for me because I've seen, I had, Spurs are just booky against City. I would say, really, Burnley defeating Brighton three goals to nil, you know. I didn't see that one there coming. Burnley, three goals, that's a big three points as well. West Ham and Newcastle drew 1-1. Shout out to agent Joe Willock for scoring them Sunday league S goals. Arsenal won 2-1 against Brentford. Watford defeated Villa a goal to nil. As I just said, Burnley won 3-0 against, uh, against Brighton. Crystal Palace lost a goal to nil against Chelsea. You know, I do think they put them... They, Palace tried, but Chelsea just got over the line, really. Liverpool came back from behind to defeat Norwich three goals to one. What a ball that was from Alisson for Salah. Mane, acrobatics. You know, Diaz, I don't think that's his first goal for Liverpool. I don't know. It probably is his first goal in the league or his first goal in the league at Anfield. Southampton defeated Everton two goals to nil. More pressure on Everton to stay in the league. And now, like I said, Manchester City lost two, um, three goals to two against Spurs. Could have been more if it wasn't for VAR and all of those sort of things. The West Ham game, I'm just happy they dropped two points. You know, it was very sluggish and whatnot. Shout out to Newcastle because they're putting some points on the board. I'm not looking forward to going to St. James's Park at this pivotal time in the season. Arsenal defeated Brentford. Ivan Tony, nice little kickabout. I know Ivan Tony was absent, but shut it, mate. You know, we got over the line. Very unhappy we didn't keep a clean sheet because I feel while we've improved a, much, a lot defensively, I don't think we're a good defensive side. Right now, we're one of the best in the league. Can't deny with the table of defending. We've definitely improved our outlook on defending, but we've still got these brain farts. And for me, it comes down to game management. Like looking at the Brentford game, obviously, if you never watched that, two ones and close scoreline. And we didn't really do enough to score more. But I would say, you know, to go back to City and Liverpool, and we're not them, but to use them as a guide point, even you could throw Chelsea into it, um, could do this. The first five, 10, 20 minutes, that Arsenal Brentford game could have been killed. Now, if that's Liverpool, them and they are get going a few goals up. So I think that first 10, 15, 20 minutes, we could have killed that game off quickly. I'm just saying that's an improvement and game management for me because it did look like we was playing good football, we was cutting them open, fans were making noise, players were doing well. It's not that you shouldn't enjoy it, but it's like uh, it's not that our standards drop, but it's like we get uh, we, we go off the gears a bit and we start to slack. And then you see goals like we conceded there, like Cedric probably ruined his good performance and whatnot, making it closer than it needs to be. It's good that we scored. I don't like to do the ifs and buts. We won, so no one really cares. But if we didn't, you know, we might be looking at Lacazette's finishing a bit dodgy. We might be a bit harsher, if not not that we're not on the referee's decisions with these penalties. You know, we might be a bit not giving the pens. We might be a bit harsher, obviously, on the goal we've conceded. Now, on the topic of pens, I know Arsenal fans, we are hard done by, and we have we are the boys who cried wolves at this moment. I can understand why the Pepe one could and couldn't be given. Lacazette's death had a couple. For me, the handball. As I said, I think the handball thing in football is a shake, especially as a defender. There's no point defending. I think there needs to be a degree of common sense. If I'm trying to block a shot and I'm, you know, obviously my body's going to go a certain, certain sort of way and it's booted at my hand, there's not much I could do. I don't see how the Romero one's given in the City game and how Visa's one's not. 
Do I feel it's harsh? But you can't say Romero's hands are not in a natural position and then say Visa's one's not. It's blatant discrimination against Arsenal. Like I said, I do think Arsenal fans reach a bit and cry a bit with some. How that one isn't given, I don't know. I'm happy that we don't need to talk about it because I feel regardless, we could have done enough to kill the game, but I don't get it. You know, Smith, Rowe and Saka go from strength to strength. Saka still needs to get them shooting boots on, but Smith, Rowe and Saka did well. Pepe off the bench, you know, good link up player of Odegaard. Odegaard, my man of the match, completely ran the show. Uh, Cedric let himself down at the end, but had the, he's had two decent games on the spin. I don't believe in him. I feel we need to get a better right back, but at this moment in time, Anyone, whether you're playing one or any of the 15 games left, do you take your chances? So you've done that. And we need three points, respectively, to Brentford. You know, unlike when we played Everton, we needed to win this because your form is bad. I don't want it to turn around against us. You know, that's one thing we need to do. I don't think you can look at the table and say, we're going to win this, we're going to win that. But in comparison to the Arsenal games to come, like what we got Wolves in midweek this week, and I think Liverpool after that, I could be wrong. It just gets better and better, doesn't it? A team that hasn't won in the last six or seven games, this is where you need to grab three points. And I'm happy that we've done that, really. We completely shut them up. Um, I'm just very disappointed about the lack of the clean sheet, really, because we've got to want that clean sheet just as much as when we might be happy about other elements. But fundamentally, we've got the job done, which is what it is. Now, when I look at Villa's last results, away from the narrative around them, I'm not necessarily shocked that they lost 1-0 to Watford. Shout out to Dennis, doing it for my FPL team. Big three points for them, especially as they saw Newcastle drop points and also Burnley win as well. It's going to be an interesting race. I think that's one thing that will probably help Everton and Leeds and teams that are not doing well. Brentford as well. I just think the, the names I just said, there's three worst teams. I think, you know, I think Newcastle are getting out of it. I hope they do. I think Watford are gone. I can't lie. I hope Burnley are gone. So that probably leaves the next space really and truly. I hope Newcastle get out of it, um, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, I'm not surprised to see Aston Villa lost the goal to nil to Watford. Two gate, two grounds, you know, we got a, two places we got to play. We got to go to Vicarage Road where they're fighting relegation. And despite the fact of Villa not getting three points, I'm still scared to go there, really and truly. Uh, Crystal Palace lost a goal to nil against Chelsea, as I've said. Fantastic turnaround from Liverpool against Norwich. You know, what an assist that was from Alisson. Sly greedy from Salah, but he scored um, almost comedic acrobats from Mane. The goal they conceded was a bit mad as well. But all the goals, there was just some mad things going on. Southampton ran right against Everton. And as I said, you've got to give Spurs credit. The way they capitalised on the high line, the spaces, the way rid their luck at times, defended well. You know, no coincidence, Dyer's back and they get a three points and whatnot. They've missed him. My biggest fear is, you know, obviously I hope the narrative is different. I hope Spurs lose to Burnley and they calm it down. But, you know, we've got to remember they had two shocking performances against Southampton and Wolves and this game will gloss the, will probably gloss over it. But this could be something that galvanises them. What if Kane finds his form again? Son reminds who remembers who he is. Other players start standing up to be counted. You know, I just said Kulisevsky, you know, and, and Bentacor did well. Romero's had a tough time with injury. Spurs had a lot of shit, man. He's a very good centre-half, really. So this could be what galvanises them. Obviously, Manchester United got over the line as well yesterday. That was a brazy game in itself, really. Six-goal thriller. You know, it was mad. You know, United showed the good, bad and the ugly. Fundamentally, the biggest point is United fans and everyone knows Arsenal, United, Spurs, there's a lot of problems. I'm talking about the top four fighting teams. There's a lot of problems. You know, I would say across the 90 minutes, both teams would have liked to have done a lot more. But at this point in the season, you just got to walk away with the three points. By the way, I'm live at 11.30 as well. Make sure you've hit the like button on that one, people. Um, As I'm saying, you've just got to get over the line. You know, United... 
There's the, you know, it's, it's Pogba's a, a quality player to watch. You know, his midfield colleague in, in McTominay, I can't say the same. Ronaldo was a bit of a tough watch, I think, yesterday. He's taken a million years to do certain things and him dropping deeps of pain. Super subs, Fred and Alanga. You know, I don't know if Alanga's going to have a long-term future at, at United, but he's taking his chances. You know, Leeds, Leeds play too much emotional football. You know, they they like Leicester. They play emotional football. They just, they can cut you open. They can score goals. They can fight, but they're extremely naive. And one has to wonder if they don't change this time next season, you might be in a relegation fight if you don't pattern. They did well to get back in the game. You know, Rodrigo had a shit game, scored a... He will tell you he meant it. I don't know if that's a cross or he's going for goal, but I would say I meant it if I was him on the shameless one. You know, Rafinha's got them back in the game. Blink and you miss it when they grab those two, really. And then United did what they needed to do, really and truly. It was a crazy game. It was wet. It looked horrible to be playing in. Both teams probably not happy with their performances, but it was an entertaining one for the fans. Like I said, Pogba was a joke to watch. Fred and Alanga, super subs. It is what it is. I think Luke Shaw strong. I think Lindelof, you got to you know, shout out Harry Maguire for scoring. That was a mess in East slide. Lindelof in the build-up play to the second goal, I think, for Manchester United. Shout out to Jaden Sancho. You know, we have a bit of banter, but it's lovely to see he's finding his feet. Now, as I keep saying, I've not been a fan of the... Obviously, banter is banter. Agendas are agendas. You know, it's humour. But I'm not a fan of the conclusions that have been written on a man in this, in just six months. So it's nice to see he's finding his feet. He's doing his thing and whatnot. Uh, Wolves defeated Leicester two goals to one. Like I said, Leeds play emotional football. So the Leicester, like, it's just extremely naive. Telemans versus Nevers watch. I think Telemans can do spectacular things, but across the course of 90 minutes, I'm not necessarily impressed. I would say Ruben Neves, despite scoring and a good guy it was, he will do less spectacular things, but I see him more over 90 minutes. So he's more my sort of player. Telemans lost the ball a lot. He played a couple of good passes, but he lost the ball a lot, in my opinion, involved in the goal. Too passive. You know, the quality just weren't there from all of Leicester. And Leicester in trouble, you know. I, I just think they're at the end of a cycle. I think you either have to give Brendan Rodgers some money to reinvest and fix up that defence, because I know they've had Fufana injured. Um, but I just feel, you know, they miss Johnny Evans, who... Wes Morgan, people that were pillars of their defence. They've not been helped with injuries. It just feels like there's an end of a cycle over there at Leicester, if I'm completely honest with you. So, yeah, man, two points dropped for, for well, two points dropped for Leicester. You know, you've got, well, three points dropped there, yeah. Wolves gained gained three points and then we've got them in the weekend. I mean, in, in the week, sorry. And that, that's going to be interesting after their weekend victory. And again, Pedence, lovely. They got Pedro Neto back and maybe if he wasn't greedy, they, they would have scored. Daka was anonymous, I feel. He put himself around, but I felt sorry for him. I think Luke Thomas did well. I think Drewsbury Hall did well, even though Drewsbury Hall's not really the most pleasing on the eye, really. But nonetheless, that's the Premier League, man. And like I said, every game, there's a madness. There was no there was no scoreless draws. You know, we saw plenty of goals, really. Arsenal won. Joe Willett got a goal. Lift the fight another day, really and truly. Just unfortunately that no one else apart from West Ham dropped points in the top four race. So it is what it is, man. And it just feels like the Premier League race is wide open, very wide open now. I say wide open, I'm forcing it because we're just forcing it. But at the same time, you can't argue with it, people. You know what? Spurt, Liverpool, sorry, with a game in hand of six points off. And Liverpool's form, they've won their last five. Uh, City have a draw and a loss sandwiched in between three victories. And, you know, City have Everton next. Everton, if you can't buy a win, I wouldn't want to play City. But you never know what could happen. For Liverpool, they've got Leeds. I expect them to win, but Leeds are a crazy team filled with emotion, really and truly. Um, in fact, let me actually see Liverpool's next five games. Like, in the league, obviously, because we know they've got the League Cup and all these things. 
Well, the League Cup's on the weekend. Definitely doing a watch along for that. Boy, I expose, you know what? I think it's wide open. I think it's wide open. You know one thing? Because I think Klopp is... I just think Klopp... I don't know. I just think Klopp's beaky. When it comes to galvanising, I just feel City still have a target on their back. Um, and I think Klopp's been good, good at relishing that. I think Diaz is giving them a boost. I think Salah looks hungry again after the AFCON disappointment. People are, you know, Mane, man, have been talking about you're the one to make way. He looks like he's on this thing. And there's many others. Van Dijk getting back to his best. Trent needs no, no introduction. You know, when Alisson's, you know, Edison is looking fraudy as well. If we're real, Edison even looked, the whole back five, the whole the whole team with City looked rubbed, but the whole back five did. You know, Allison is looking, mate, is looking wavy, really and truly. Um, Edison's looking a bit shaky. And you look at the next five games in the league, you know, I know they've got the cup final and it's going to be a big test. They've got sandwiched in between these five games. They've got the cup final and they've got the fifth round against Norwich, where probably rotation's a thing. They've got ne next, they've got Leeds on Wednesday. Well, well, oh yeah, Premier League and champs. They've got Leeds on Wednesday. Then they have West Ham. Then they've got Brighton away. Then they've got Arsenal midweek. Then they've got United. So, I mean, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd fancy all these teams. Of course, they're not the easiest sets of runs. You know, Brighton away is tricky. Liverpool versus West Ham. Again, the reverse fixture was booky. Even though I expect, I think at Anfield, West Ham will get battered. Um, you've also got to remember the fact that Liverpool are in other cups. And like I said, FA Cup, second leg of the inter tie and the league, the league cup final are all factors. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Well, boy, we'll give you a game for 20 minutes, isn't it? You owe us a victory, man. Hopefully Van Dijk and Alisson can do some dodgy football like they've been done. You lot are getting top four already, man. Just give us them three points quickly. Liverpool against United. I'm sure United, not that they want to do City a favour, because, you know, between Liverpool between Liverpool and City, you'd have to ask United fans which fan, which club they'd want to win the league, because it is what it is, isn't it? It's like two of your favourite enemies. It's like two of your enemies really just doing it. It's like pick your poison. It's like saying, who would I rather win the league between Chelsea and Spurs? In the grand scheme of things, I'd probably pick Chelsea, you know, but you'd rather they both lose, isn't it? But I'm sure just the fact of beating them over 90 minutes would be something. And the last time them two teams faced each other, we all know what happened. United got slaughtered. Watford. Do you know what? Not in Liverpool. Liverpool are a bookie side, man. Liverpool Liverpool could probably beat West Ham, beat Brighton, beat Arsenal, beat United, and then against Watford do something bookie. But it makes it an interesting count because it looks like for once we've got a decent relegation race. We've got a forced, but we've got a little good battle for top four to top six, and we might have a Premier League title race back on, you know, and it's and it's an interesting one. March is, March is very interesting for, um, for, for this people, what we're talking about, where Liverpool are concerned, because you know, they you know, if they claw their way back in, like I said, they got Brighton away, Arsenal at home, they're playing United, they've got Watford, and then April the 9th against City away, that could be it. So it's gonna be a very interesting, very, very interesting one, really. And where's Man City's games? Man City's games. And then for City, boy. City have less games. Am I bugging out? Or does City have less games here? I'm uh, probably bugging out. But nonetheless, you know, and boy, it's all in United's hands. I'm sure United want to beat both of them. It's going to be a big six points for United. To be fair, even United could do something bookie against City. But nonetheless, City have ever, they've got the cup, they've got the FA Cup, but they've got Everton away, United at home, and Liverpool. So probably a more favourable run of fixtures, I would say, looking at cities. But you never know. The Premier League is a brazy one. You never know what could happen. So the, the title race is probably open, but. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Really crazy one. 
be interesting to see exactly what happens. Really, you know, I'm happy that Arsenal are not well, I'm not happy Arsenal are not involved, but it is what it is. The title race does look fairly wide open once again. They're not underdogs. <laughs> no, I have to, big yard, but I know you're not. But it's when you lot do all that Anfield roar and all of that, we get it. Anfield's a scary place. You're a big team, but allow it, man. Some of you are big men, you know. Like it's crazy, man. Hey, right, Tiago's a baller. I'm not even shocked by Tiago. Like Tiago doing Tiago things, absolute baller, man. Like he's he's a cultured midfielder. He's never gonna get halops like that because he don't get goals and assists. But he's crazy, man. I didn't know any City fans until like a couple years ago in reality. Hey, my cousin's in J.A. is starting to become that. It's getting jarring, man. I cannot say his name, but we're girls slightly bowling. I mean, you know, Burnley are bringing the foreigners in and they're doing well, man. You know, Sean Dyson realises. Sean Dyson is making me want to like Burnley now, isn't it? It's going from Brexit water. There's a Corne there. There's a, there's other people, you know. Lennon was the first, you know, get a little IC 2.5 in and it's getting better and better. It was Daz's first goal. How's this guy rated so highly? I rate Declan Rice highly. I just don't feel them them 100 million shouts and all those things were moving crazy. He had an off game against Newcastle. I'm not going to cap. He had an off day. You know, that was my thing about Arsenal versus uh, Brentford because it was a wet, it's a windy day. We know first and second balls are going to be vital. When you look at the goal that ultimately Joe Willock scored, Declan Rice has misjudged the flight of it, you know, completely. And it's a terrible header, really. But I rate Declan Rice that highly. I think he's better on the ball and gives him credit for it. It's just, I'd say, West Ham rate him way too highly. Respectfully, 100 million. And to be honest, West Ham are fully right to do that. I do like how, you know, back in the days, you know, United, bigger teams, they will just take these players. Like, so now if you want them, you have to pay 80 million for Maguire. If you want, it's down to your discretion. You know, West Ham want to keep it. Maybe Declan Rice will force the issue, say, no, I want to go and do this and do that and do the third. But if you want it, you're going to have to pay. We all know the English tax is crazy. Well, Eddie Howe's doing bits, man. Fantastic results for them, really and truly. You know, since Joe Linton's gone midfield, you know, they, I want new, I, I've been saying I want Newcastle to stay up, man. And it looks like they're hitting form at the right time. You know, you look at their last couple of games. Yeah, they got battered against, they got battered against Man City, but they got a good point against United. Frustrating draw against Watford. They beat Leeds. You know they beat Everton. They got a point again. They they got three points. Sorry against Aston Villa. They drew against West Ham. This is going all the way back. So yeah, they, they're on a little decent run of form now for Newcastle. Obviously, they got Brentford away. Brighton. Everyone seems to have Brighton. And to be fair with you, there's a three game period from April to March where it could all count for something with Newcastle. And this is why I'm scared of playing New May, sorry, scared of Newcastle because they're going to be fighting for their lives. You know, the 23rd 3rd of, of April, they play Norwich. Then they play Liverpool City and then us in the second to last game. I don't want to go to St. James's Park on the best of days, but these teams are booky. Newcastle are going to be a better team than we last played them and they're going to want to relish it. And Joe Willett's going to be on stuff. That's why I'm so keen to, when we've got games like Brentford, respectfully, Take advantage and win these games, man. Don't you think Telemans in a better team would do? But well, Telemans is wavy. I'm just saying for Telemans by himself, I think to go to the next level, you need to be Telemans needs to be a lot more demanding of himself. He's a bit too passive, he's a bit too nonchalant. His decision making isn't the best. I feel you know he's kind at times he can be a liability in midfield for all he's got, all as great as he is. I just feel he's at that age now where the penny's got to drop for him. You know, he kind of stunk up the place. 
Jaden get bro. They didn't want to let a man. They didn't want to let a man settle for six months. He didn't even get six months. You know the Premier League's crazy. I'm hearing Gerard could win the league for Liverpool. Boy, the more it's tight up top, the more man will slip up in cup games, and I'm here for it. Boy, Arsenal aren't in any cups, man. I don't even care anymore, really. I don't even give a crap, really and truly. And to be fair, Newcastle have shown what, a, on top of how good Eddie Howe's been, and clearly they've arrested certain things that were going on. It shows what what a January can do if you if you sign certain players. You know, Dan Burns hitting the ground running. I won't say Chris Wood's doing anything. You know, his highlight is apparently he was meowing at, at, at Kurt Zuma and Mark Noble snitched to the ref about that. But there's a rattling thing there. Target's done well in going in. Not set have done amazing. You know, Trippier's probably been the best signing on top of being a good fullback. Obviously, he's injured now, but was a good talisman and, and captain and things like that. It shows what a January can do. Obviously, Bruno Gamarez seems to be the one that they're easing into it. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe he's got concerns about him in training. Maybe he's got to earn his spot. Maybe he's waiting for him to adjust to the life in the Premier League and the relegation scrap and all these things and, and whatnot. It is what it is. Yeah, he will be. So that's good for him. You know, Dan Asworth, I think that got confirmed. He's on gardening leave, really and truly. And when you look at some other news in just relation to football, apparently Spurs will wait on Kane to initiate con um, contract talks. Manchester United, United start manager process. Hodgson behind the Wilshire move. Um, apparently, scrolling all the way down with in relation to Harry Kane, I'm just reading the Athletic article. Apparently, during City's pursuit, Kane, sorry, Tottenham offered Kane a lucrative contract extension, but the proposal was rejected and his current agreement will have two years remaining at the end of this campaign, bearing in mind he's 28. Kane wants to assess the club's progress and outlook prior to deciding on his future. So maybe if Tottenham get Europe in some capacity, he thinks a trophy can be won or because um, he clearly believes in Conte. But Conte don't came, boy. Conte will keep it moving. You know, Conte will tell, as you should, he will tell you everything. If it's his time to move, he will do it. You know, it all depends on the summer. If I was Kane, I'd sit on my hands. But it does feel like Kane's a very emotive figure. And he, I think Kane will sign a new deal. And that ultimately will be him, in it? Kane wants to assess the club's progress and outlook prior to deciding on his future. And given that stance, the Athletic understands Tottenham do not plan to make another approach for now. The Spurs hierarchy and Conte would be delighted to tie down their prized asset Where's that gone? Their prized asset for a longer period, but on this matter, there is an acceptance that the ball is in Kane's court. At present, therefore, it is a player who will have to make the first move if talks are to start. There's been no recent dialogue, and some conversations, conversations, sorry, are not anticipated to take place until the summer. Kane's ambition has always been to win trophies at Tottenham, and if he, and if he deems this achievable. I thought I was deluded. It is possible that he will commit to them beyond 2024. Also among his considerations will be what emerges from, um, what bids emerge from elsewhere. And it's unclear whether the likes of City are ready to reignite their interest. Well, Pep told us he, they tried four times for you. He said that chapter's closed. Whether they get Haaland or whatever is another thing, but we'll have to see. So yeah, there's that people. And obviously people, you know, again, Kane might go as a, you know, Kane might go as a free agent, but he'll be 31 by the end of his career. Well, contract at Spurs, sorry. Man United start process to appoint permanent manager. Uh, although United were, no, I'm trying to scroll the way down. Ranjit will be in the position until the end of the season. 
when the 20 time English champions are set to make a permanent appointment and the German can take up a two year consultancy role. We know that the Athletic reported last month that the process to install a full time boss would commence in subsequent weeks. And this is now believed to be underway. A shortlist of candidates is thought to have been finalized and efforts are being made to arrange primarily conversations. Various stages will then follow as the Old Trafford Club attempt to run a thorough process and procedure and then we'll get the man in place ahead of the 2022-23 season. As you know, Ten Hag, Pochettino, these guys are considered. Apparently, Roy Hodgson's behind Wilshere's move to Denmark. Allegedly, pardon me, his chance has finally come. Roy Hodgson obviously knows an assistant manager over there called Dave Reddington. Reddington? From their four years as colleagues at Crystal Palace. So, yes, who you know, not what you know. Apparently, Brentford owners made a rare visit to watch Ericsson in a training match. What else is there? That seems to be it. Brighton are to reward staff a bonus for their off-field stuff. So, yeah, it is what it is. That seems to be the other news, really. MK Dons to get less than the 20% sell-on clause for Deli Ali. So, brazy there, really. So, we'll have to see what happens in, in all them regards, really. Sounds interesting, don't it, folks? <laughs> Let's change that up. Time stamps. No one cares about you lot as much as me. Don't forget, people, we go live at 11 over there on YouTube. I've just put the link in the, the, the chat. What else are you lot saying? So, yeah, that seems to be all the world of football right now, people. Really, you know, we got there in the end. Don't forget, I'm live at 4.30 to play Football Manager on Twitch as well, people. Pep is on board with Raheem Sterling contract talks with City. Needed, innit? Good morning, DJ and the nation. It's still Man City's title to win, but Liverpool pushed them until the very end. It will be a three-point gap when Liverpool beat Leeds midweek. Such as football, Leeds might win that, but I don't believe such. And the margins for error could be crazy. I mean, it'll be interesting. I don't care who wins the title or whatnot. It'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, Pep clearly knows the importance because he's played down the title being done at any at any at any occasion and i mean jürgen klopp allegedly said the leeds clash is liverpool's most imp important game apparently klopp has told his liverpool players to forget about next sunday's Carabao cup final until they dealt with leeds so it's a big week for liverpool you know it's a big week it's two cup finals you beat leeds you put pressure on obviously you don't want to lose a cup final in any capacity and much less to chelsea um uh, is what it is, people, really, really and truly. Klopp has said, we've never had it before that we are in all four competitions. That's absolutely incredible and we really enjoy that. Long may it continue because that means we can play a lot of football games. That's what we love. You know, careful, certain teams that want to aspire to that will, will then talk about why squad depth isn't crucial. But it's not easy. That's why we changed seven times against Norwich. You did see to miss Cass and these individuals come in. I expect from the boys that they listen when I tell them that next match we play is absolutely the most important game we've ever played. Gassing it a bit, you played in Champions League finals, but within the context, you can't disagree with him. Um, that's a big bonus for us. We need everybody over the next few months. So to use the bench and to make an impact is really important. Um, this, is your, um, this is Jordan Henderson. We put them under some pressure and managed to break the deadlock with the goal and got back into the game. This is about the Norwich game. But in relation to Leeds, Leeds is a tough opponent. It will be a really intense game. You know how well they play. So we need to be ready for it. Use the whole squad again. I'm sure we'll have fresh legs again for Wednesday. So, yeah, it makes sense. Fair enough, man. We'll have to see what City are saying, people. 
Pep Guardiola says Man City will need a lot of points to become champions again after Tottenham blew the title race wide open, allegedly. Guardiola is always guarded against complacency. In January or February, no one has won anything, especially in this Premier League. The teams at the bottom won because every team fights for everything. We know it will be difficult. We know it. That's why we have to win games and games. Today happened. We lost the game. We were close to drawing, maybe winning. We will recover this week with good training sessions and prepare for the next game. We have to fight every game and every game we are going to win is going to be close. I said we need a lot of points to be champions and this is what we need to do. Gundogan said it's a wake-up call. He said, we know there's still a long way to go and this season is still long. Maybe this is a good sign for us that nothing is given and we need to earn every single three points. We'll try to recover and be ready for the next game. So the Premier League's heating up, man. The Farmers League, the English Premier Farmers League is heating up again, man. It's heating up again. And obviously, Ranić said the Leeds win was the best way to respond to dressing room stories. I'm not sure the two are correlated, but that's what Ranić said, in it? So, yeah, it is what it is, where he's concerned. You're doing watch-alongs for the Champions League. Yeah, Tuesday, it's Chelsea versus Lille. Wednesday, I don't know if I'm going to do that on Twitch or YouTube yet. Probably YouTube, you got to be fair. So, yeah, that will be that. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, watch-alongs. So, yeah, man, what else is going on in the world of football? Should we look at some transfer news? You know me, I love the transfer news. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what time period, I do love the transfer news. Uh, so, yeah, let's put that in because it allows me to dream. I know Arsenal have been linked with Fabian Ruiz, and I would love that. But whether that actually happens are two very different things, people. What should we go on? Let's go. Oh. Mm -hmm. Juventus, you know, dropped points against Torino, which can't ever be good. Uh, let's start with BBC. Pause. Arsenal are still interested, are still interested in Alberto Morata. We'll talk about that. Pep Guardiola wants the club to extend the... Uh, Hector Herrera could be going to Houston Dynamo. Luis Vasquez wants to leave Real Madrid so he can make Spain's World Cup squad. Real Madrid will focus on strengthening their attack in the summer rather than pursuing a squad overhaul. Memphis Depay is drawing interest from Juventus, AC and Inter Milan. Everton could try to sign Borgia. Right, they could try to sign Borgia, Billy Gilmore or Gallagher in the summer. Obviously, the bulk of that is because who is their manager now? Frank Lampard. As you know, the Barlow's contract is running all the way down, but they're a contract extension that was agreed in October. If he gives up a large amount of commission, he would. if his agent gives up a large amount of commission... I mean, it depends, but I wouldn't want to give up my life. You know, Spurs are not planning to offer Kane a new contract at this moment in time. Villa have made Joe Gomez their top target. And I mean, that would be, a, we spoke about him to Villa. That would be a great sign if I mean, you bet he'll be their best defender. I'm sorry. He can go with Aston Villa's defenders. Luca Dean, good signing. Martinez, good signing. I do think you could move with Matty Cash. Centre-halves are not good enough. Tyrone Mings is a headache. Konza is all right, but he's just not levels, you know. Courtney House, Callum Chambers, they're all shit. If I'm honest with you, Joe Gomez might not be the Joe Gomez he was getting, he used to be 
it might his stock might be on the floor, but you never know what consistent game time and confidence and a point to prove could do. For Joe Gomez, with Canate getting better and better and Van Dyke not going anywhere anytime soon and Matic doing all right, you're firmly at the bottom. Now, clearly Klopp knows he's got ability, but it is what it is, people. Barcelona, I Grilmando as an alternative um, to, to obviously Gaia at left-back. Liverpool are seriously interested in Gerard Bowen and he would be a good addition. But then you just sign Dyer. Some surely one attacker would have to leave for all of that. Calion is wanted by Espanyol and Granada. Bernardo Silva dreams of Real Madrid move. Harbours a dream to one day play for Real Madrid. Didn't we see last season, people, that he wanted to go Barcelona? Still under contract until 2025. And you know what, Bart? Real Madrid, bring him to the, to the club. James Rodriguez suggests Benitez forced him out. I would have loved to have been at Everton for much longer. It's a spectacular club. The fans are incredible, but I ran into a coach who didn't count on me. I didn't count on me. I wanted to be there. Unfo pardon me. Unfortunately, the coach didn't count on me. What? Boy. You know, Rafa Benitez is known to do brazy stuff, man. When he tried to sell his fellow countryman, Jabby Alonso, to bring in Gareth Barry. AC Milan are targeting Berardi. As you know, Dybala's agent allegedly is holding back Juventus's contract extension. Don't know if that's true. Scott Brown has applied to take over at St. Mirren. Jules Oconde has allegedly rejected Barcelona to join Chelsea. Whether that's true or not is another thing. But seems like that's all there is where the transfer window and whatnot is concerned, people. Which is a bit of an underkill. But nonetheless, it is what it is, man. I see Bowen at Liverpool being Jota 2.0. Don't understand why people think that the Premier League is a farmer's league. It's the best league in the world. Every week is difficult due to the bottom team's desire to be organised defensively and hitting the count. It's got the most mistakes as well, really. I'll never forgive Benitez for that. That's why Alonso left. Bugging out, man. Rafa Benitez is a great gaffer, but some bewildering talent ID at times, man. When Atletico beat Man United, what will Ralph Ranić say about the dressing room then? Don't know. I think Chelsea may get surprised by Leo. I wish I shared your optimism. I don't, but everybody that's in the Champions League's there on merit. And obviously, that's Sly Jonathan David watch. You know, Rafa, Fabian Ruiz watch was amazing. I would say I preferred Ruben Neves' performances over Telemans in the last game we watched. So, yeah, man. It is what it is, man. Love for everyone who's followed in the last piece as well. And don't forget, Champions League watch-alongs, boy. We're doing, I'd say Chelsea, Chelsea, Lille, man. Villarreal, Juventus, that's... In fact, I should pull it down to a vote. We could change it, but I just think Villarreal, Juventus is going to be boring as fuck, man. You know, it could be good because you've got Vlahovic, Vlahovic watch, you know, and that. But I, And the fact that Juventus aren't doing the best, so there could be controversy. And to be fair, Villarreal have given us entertainment in the Europa League final uh, in the group stages of the Champions League. Was it in the Champions League this season against United? I'm sure they're in the same group, man. But I just look at it. I see Allegri. I see Una Emre. And I just see myself going... <sighs> no, I, and, and I thought that was the lesser either. At least with Chelsea, there's gonna it's going to be uninspiring. It's going to be nothing football. But at least there'll be some entertainment, really and truly. If nothing more, Lukaku chasing his first touch. And like you said, maybe Leo will pull off a shocker. I really should pull it down to a vote. Nothing's decided yet, but definitely Twitch. What kickoff on, on the Champions League is 8 p.m. So Twitch tomorrow, 7 p.m. UK time. There will be some watch along in it. For, uh, Wednesday, probably we'll do it on YouTube, same time, but just on YouTube. Thursday, same goes with that. You know, we're playing 
at 7.45. So we'll be live at 6.45 or something like that to watch, obviously, Arsenal versus Wolves. Don't think there's football on Friday, but we go again on whatever's on Saturday, man. So, yeah, Wednesday, I haven't decided. That will go down to a vote. I don't know if I'm doing Atletico Madrid or Manchester United or Benfica riots. We probably will just watch Manchester United. Boy, Villarreal versus Juventus and then Atletico Manchester United. I mean, they did, FIFA just saved... I mean, UEFA just saved anti-football until this week, isn't it, really? Let the, all the ballers play here last season, last, last, last week, sorry, and now this. Brazy. Not too sure it's inspiring, although I would take being in the champs then not in it in any capacity, which Arsenal aren't. So, yeah, it is what it is. But on that, though, man, i got to go prepare for the 11.30 stream, people. Like I said, we're going to be like I'm going to be live at 11.30. 11.30 on YouTube, 4.30 playing Football Manager. I don't know if we're going to... I don't want to continue with that chart and save at this moment in time. I might just run away to Arsenal, but I'm going to be here, people. One love to the three people, four, including myself, who have hit the like button. On that, though, yeah, man, we've reviewed the Premier League. Tomorrow, I'm going to be back at 10 a.m. as well, same time where we'll talk about any talking points that arrive and we'll fo probably focus a bit more on the Champions and Europa Leagues and things like that. But for now, you know, little more, my guy, he's, he's basically said it, man. It is what it is. For now, I'm just going to leave you lot. It's been a great weekend of football, depending on what team you support. Win, lose or draw, it's always fantastic to be with you lot. It's Monday. Goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions, aspirations. Make sure you lot attack that aggressively. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. But for now, people, DG, I hate to say it, but I'm out, man. It upsets me when I have to leave you lot, but I've got it, man. The good thing is I'm live again in... It's 10 past now, so 21 minutes. Well, nine past, but you get the point. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey.